If you're looking for a frozen treat, I can tell you of a place to meet. La la la. Pinkberry on O'Farrell Street is a place that I'd like to go. Put a swirl in a bowl. Get a girl on the roll. It's a place that I'll see you today. We're in San Francisco, Merlin. San Francisco. Sound really sick, Dan. You sound good. I sound like I have a stoma with a leak. This is what you sound like on a good mic when your audio is actually being recorded properly. We're in San Francisco. We're at New Relic, uh, recording in the New Relic studio. Uh, Merlin is here across the table from me. Hi, Dan. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice to be here. We're all set up. Thank you. We have microphones. Dan has turned the lights off. Well, you can't have, you can't have the, it can't be, you know, it's too bright. And as much as you can say, how does that affect your performance when the lights are on? Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> Never mind. I mean, I like, you know, I like to be able issues. to see pretty well. Yes. I like to be able to see what's going on. I get those nice high index glasses. My glasses. Let I, me you, see You those, still haven't tried my glasses. Were, yeah, on. let me try They're those. really disorienting, Dan. They have three parts to them. They're kind of like the Supremes. Oh, those look good on you. That's just how they look on look you. How do you look at Dan? Oh, she's she's making a quiet noise going. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, so if you do this, that's for if you want to look at your you phone. If you do this, you can see. Mm-hmm. We have a very similar prescription. These oh don't bother God. me at all. Dan looks very handsome right now. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll take <laughs> you a photo. Want to take huh? a photo of that? I'll take a photo of Dan wearing my glasses. Should I be, should I pose or just should I be looking at my phone? I don't know. It's pretty dark in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. I hear <clears> that uh, when you get older, it's harder to see in the dark. Yeah. You probably uh, don't remember having heard that. <laughs> I took a picture of the bathroom here. Does that help? Have you seen that in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. Don't drink that. Okay. I want to just stipulate. These look really good. I like these. Now, but, but it's different up here. Oh, there's If three... I look up through up here, it's confusing. I'm going to make a drawing in If I look right here, notebook, it's there's... good. And if I look here, it's... well, I get really dizzy when I look through the bottom three part of Three different glasses. parts. They said, don't worry. You'll get used to it. <laughs> there's this part down here. There's this part up here, yes. and there's this part here. Okay, this part is so that I can see, especially like at a like distance. Out, out. Uh, so I can see out things in the world. Yeah. This part down here is so I can hold something an inch from my face, and it'll be clear. Ah. This part here doesn't do anything and is incredibly disorienting. <laughs> right. As soon as I tilt like this, it's like you just feel dizzy. It looks like I'm trying to clear a crick in my neck all the time. Yeah. So anyway, San Francisco's a green city. Not a lot of people uh, know this. Eco-friendly. I mean, it's most, well, technically, it's in terms of coloration especially a brown city but the um <laughs> hold for laugh the um the restrooms here are green and uh yeah. they, they put a sign over the urinals yes and in the ladies to remind you to remind you that it is non-potable water please do what's m- coming out of the urinal yes. when you flush don't drink that well what's already resident in there when you arrive what's added additionally do not drink the urine water that ends this psa <laughs> Nice. So, what's been going on with the transportation <sighs> issues here that have been happening here? I have in, become in such a, a pill about this. They had a sick out in the uh, with the Muni sick out, sick out, sick and out. Uh, sick out. And uh, on Monday, in particular, you know what? No one cares. No one cares. But anyway, it's been really hard to get anywhere. It's taken a really long time. It's very expensive to get anywhere. But you've been, you've been. So, what you've been doing is you've been taking alternate means of transportation. Normally, you would get on uh, the Bart Muni, 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 Muni. <laughs> And I that, love you, Mooney. And that would get you where you needed to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, not to triangulate too much, but I'm lucky enough to have a streetcar line very mm-hmm. near my home. Makes it very easy. I don't know. You've probably never heard this, 
while recording a podcast in yeah. my office. Yeah. Sometimes if you listen very, very carefully, you can hear a streetcar going by. And that's by. the BART going right by. Mm, the L. The they Mooney. call it the L. The Mooney. Okay. Now you're triangulating. And then you, you get up there, you, it takes you on the thing. All the way up to the top of the way, All the way up to the top. Yep. You can and look then you right walk in, down. Open the lid, look right in. <laughs> and you live on that crazy street with all the corners, <laughs> Everybody right? does. Yeah. That's just the one they show in brochures, that everybody's got a curvy street in San Francisco, and the poop rolls down like a big pachinko <laughs> oh, machine. I've seen a lot no less offense. homeless. Whatever you've been doing has been working. <laughs> My personal outreach program? Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is that you've done to help them, move them around or whatever. Somebody told me the other night, well, they move the homeless around. What, like in barges? I don't know. What does that mean? They're like, well, they move them. I, and, oh, oh, I remember who it was. And they live in, uh, what is, was the name of the, where he lives? Nui? 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 Nui. Do you have a place in town called Nui? Sure. <laughs> Nui. Uh-huh. Noe. Noel. Oh, Noe Valley. Noe Valley. Yeah, Nui. Nui. We call it Nui. The thing is, it's, we call it Nui. <laughs> Never call it Frisco, but it's okay to call it Nui. How, uh, anyway, he said that there, he said they move the homeless around. They, they're, they're moving them away. Because it, <laughs> it's a really complicated problem that I don't want to make too much light of, but yeah. it's, uh, it's really hard to find a place to go to the bathroom in San Francisco. I'm going to tell you that much. I'm just going to tell you that much. It's, it's, it's very challenging. You're, as a pedestrian? Yes, as a pedestrian, as a newie. <laughs> as a newie. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, anyway, that's all good. Uh, that's getting fixed. Um, uh, what else were we talking about? It's been a big week. Huge week. Mm. <laughs> mm. We had a big, my we had right a... hand just extended and there was no <laughs> bell, bell there. Don't we, we don't have a bell in here? Oh, nice. I thought that uh, we, had a, we had a bell provided. You thought that a bell... Well, listen to that. You can even hear. Listen. You get, everything makes a noise on this thing. <laughs> listen. Merlin I'm is... I'm like a one-man Lucas yes. <laughs> You're like that guy in the room putting the sound effects into everything. They call me Johnny Foley. Newy, Newy Foley, they call Is it warm in here to you? Could you turn it down a little bit, please? Thank you. Why it's don't very we, why warm Why don't we take off a, a layer, you and me? I did. I took this one off. All right, so it's my turn. <laughs> I'll do it. I'm not afraid. It's dark in here. You no, can't I see know. anything. No, I know. You had people on your back. Hmm? I, you, I, you know, I offered you a ride on I my know. back, and I you know. turned me down, and it hurt my heart. I'm sorry. Why wouldn't you do that? I, I don't like riding on people's backs. <laughs> <laughs> How often have you tried recently? Not recently. Not, not recently. recently. But I also, chance. I'm heavier than I look. That is so not true. Mm-hmm. Dan looks, Dan is very slender. Dan, almost a little unhealthy. But uh, I, I, I could give you a ride. I could ride you hard. <laughs> I've right. been well. We can, in, in we can do that. Intransitively. Yeah. But we had a big party here in Merlin. I want to talk usual, about that. Life of the party. Hmm. Life of the party. You never know... Do I sound like I've asthma? No, you sound great. You right. sound totally normal. You never know how a party's going to go. And uh, sometimes it can be super weird. And I think to a person, everybody that I met and talked to about the 5x5 meetup had a really good time. Oh, it and was we had a great I mean, turnout. It was, it was amazing. And, you know, you never know when you do because you... Uh, the, the folks here at New Relic who hosted it, they said we could probably fit about 200 people. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll cap it at 190. I'll save like 10 that I can, you know, use for, for friends, you know, or people who don't make it in time. And we wound up doing about 200 and you figure that maybe half like, or a little more than half of those people will show up. But she told me, she's like, we pretty much checked everybody off the list. And even a couple people who didn't know what five by five was or seemed to speak English showed up. Yeah. There's a little known codicil, uh, in the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Municipal Code of San Francisco that you have to have two characters from a Jim Jarmusch movie at every party. 
They were ideally people you don't know. Yeah, the they one, were in a different music video. Those, two. yeah, the one guy had a what I would call a mullet coming down the back. He had kind of like Asian American uh, striper hair. Yeah, he had kind of yes. like like hair metal hair. Yes, and he was wearing a jean jacket, mm-hmm. and he and another Asian woman were uh, were with he she was with him, mm-hmm. and they were sort of roaming around. They immediately went and got pizza, and were hanging out in the back. And I said, well, I. I said, you know, like, Hattie, do you know them? She's, no, I don't think they're fans. I don't think they're even listeners. And so they were up at the counter area, and I went up to them, and I said, uh, I said, hey, you know, how are you guys enjoying the party? And they just kind of nodded. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I said, are you, um, you know, which shows do you like? Oh, God. Because my goal go. is to meet everyone. Sure. And I figured they're <laughs> going to say back to work. But they, they he says, no, 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 just guest. Just guest. Just guest. Just guest. And I said, well, I think I have the show for you. What so you suggest? I, I suggested Hattie's show, The Frequency, mm-hmm. and I, I slid over the, the sticker. I said, you should try this one. He said, this one? I said, yeah. And he, so he took the sticker and put it in his, right in his pocket. And, and then, then they went and got more pizza. And okay. Yeah. Huh. So it's called, you know, huh. we, we're help, we're, it's just a show about helping people. Yes, it's about community building. <laughs> it's about outreach. It's about putting stickers on strangers. Yeah. That's a, it turned out really well. And uh, there was, uh, there was uh, wine and beer. Yeah. And the pizza went pretty fast. Yeah. Gosh, but who all was there? There was a crazy all the hosts. The hosts all showed up. And many hosts. Wo- I think that was the first time that we've ever all been in the same room and place at one time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, as far as we know. Yeah. It'd be kind of creepy if yeah. <laughs> it had happened before and we didn't yeah, know it. we wouldn't have known. No, when there's some nice photos of us crouching together, you can see a photo out there of Dan <laughs> refusing to ride on my back like a chicken. Mm-hmm. I think before we leave this room today, you're going you're gonna to get on nah, my back. No, nah. Hattie's going to take a photo. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get on me. You're going to saddle up, Johnny. No. Okay. I think I th- I don't know about it. It was really nice, and uh, it 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 uh, I have maybe two nice things to say today. One of the nice things I want to say is that uh, we uh, people who listen to Five by Five are really cool, and they're really yes. nice and super yeah, smart. The best. There the were best. several pretty famous jackals there. I don't know if you want to give a shout out. <sighs> Dented meat. Af Waller. Af Waller. Uh, and you can use words. How do you? Oh, Brother Gabriel. Brother Gabe was there. BG. Yeah, BG. He's the he's the the the, the bizzle gazizzle. <laughs> I know. And Moises was sleeping in the convent with <laughs> That's him. That's my favorite Morrissey song. Sleeping <laughs> <laughs> in the convent, yeah. That's from There's his early, the early somewhere days. to sleep and I said none. <laughs> Give it a minute. Uh, so I was standing there and up walks a Dominican friar and Moises Junion. It's like he's a bar joke everywhere he goes. Oh yeah. It was nice. It was nice. It was a nice group of people. What are you doing, Dan? Putting a marker. Marker. What I do? Uh, it's a good little song, and I l- listen for when you do the little songs, and that's how we, we put them at the top of the show. No. <laughs> I said, can I stay here tonight? You said, don't make it a habit. <laughs> Try again. That is good. Silly rabbit. That is good. La, la, la. I could, there's several guitars and a drum set in here, so I could probably put together a whole song. I, yeah, you were, you were humming a little song before we started the show over and over. It takes two bars of a Lily Allen song, and I'm ruined for the day. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I don't know what else to say about that. It's really nice. It was I, great. And thanks to everybody who came out and made yeah. it so much and thanks fun. Thanks to New Relic for, for hosting and yeah. being so nice about people wandering in and collecting we stickers. We made a video. Of what? Of the party. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Hmm. I'll show you before you leave. I would have behaved differently. <laughs> yes, I bet you I would have. stayed in Nui. <laughs> Is that how you say it, Nui? No. 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 Uh, Noe. Noe, Noe Valley. Noe Valley. Noe it's Valley. where you go. Uh, it's it's a very desirable neighborhood. Uh, they have some pretty strict rules. 
you have to have either two dogs and one baby or <laughs> that's what you're saying either two dogs and one baby <laughs> or one dog and two babies yeah okay yeah otherwise you need to look at some changes okay. oh no it's a really nice neighborhood very uh central's in a valley mm-hmm. anyway do you worry about that flooding of valley uh yeah you know there's a reservoir kind of near my house that kind of freaks me out mm-hmm. yeah i think it could wipe out everything like in from like you know Maybe 28th Avenue on would just be totally gone. It's better than what they have in North Carolina. Oh, I'm sure. Spent, no, what spent, do they have? spent fuel rods. Spent fuel. <laughs> spent fuel rods. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not How even kidding. How would you kidding. know that? I, I, after living there for a little while, decided it might be good to it's research a clean, the area. Clean industry, Dan. It's clean burning. Clean. Does that look clean to you? <laughs> anyway, so I guess to sum up, it's been a good show. Thank you for having us here. Uh, sleeping in a convent. Please don't drink the water from the uh, urinals. Uh, and it was a big week uh, with the Apple stuff too. Huge week. Yeah. So, so is, do you want to? Can I tell you about something I like? Mm-hmm. You know, we've got friends over at Busy Cal. Did we meet the Busy Cal? We haven't met. They're not here because I was going to have them come in and do their own spot. Oh, nice. But they're not. They're not. So we'll do it. It's an alternative to the built-in calendar app on uh, on on Mac. That's what this is, and it takes the pain out of managing your schedule and they've got so many different features the ones that i think really stand out are the customizable views these things allow you to control the number of weeks that are displayed per month the days displayed per week that little thing that kind of customization is so big right it is such an important thing and that's just those are two examples of all of the things that you can customize and configure and make this thing work and if you're like me and i've learned from merlin and I live by my calendar. I live in my calendar. And when you're spending that much time, uh, sometimes like the Google web interface just doesn't cut it, you know? And I can tell you that the uh, calendar app in OS ten certainly doesn't cut it. And there is so much intelligence behind the scenes and so much that you can customize. You've got smart filters. I know that Merlin, that's one of your favorite things, but you can customize the views. You can create alarms that have custom snoozes. You can integrate the weather, uh, moon phases, if that's your uh, bag. If it was, if it, you know, there's custom a, fonts, Merlin. I use the custom fonts. I make things big. I make things gray. I make things small. I, uh, I, you know, on the one hand, there's the huge features. Like when you first open it up, you might go, wow, this is a calendar. It's really cool. And then you start noticing the polish on all kinds of little things. Like every event, you can have your own private notes, private URL tags if you're mm-hmm. into that kind of stuff why would you use tags because now you can use that in your smart filters so if you if you're the kind of person who lives by some kind of a personal taxonomy very easy for you to instantly jump into one view of a certain kind of events all in one place yeah. layout you want and you know it's you know if you're not using your calendar as much as us you should be and this is the app to use yeah this is the app to use you go to busymac.com and you'll get a free 30-day trial uh, you can buy it from the Mac App Store directly for forty nine bucks, forty nine ninety nine. But keep in mind, this is compatible with everything you're already doing. You can even do the exchange on it. Oh yeah, you can do exchange. You can do. I mean, and it and it, it imports all the data that you've got, whether you're doing it with Exchange or Google Calendar, iCloud, you name it. Go there, busymac.com. Download this thing and start using it, and uh, I think you'll like it as much as we do. Go check them out. Our right, thanks to BusyMac for supporting Five by Five and Back to Work. With Merlin, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did the dingus work for the thing? Because I don't see any titles. I don't know. How did, did you send the tweet out? Yeah, she says, yeah. Hmm. I don't think anybody's listening. Oh, it's at a weird time. Yes, it is. It is a weird time. Oh, there they are. <clears throat> uh, there, see, right there. Back to work is starting now. Listen live. The, oh, there's a lot of them, Dan. I think people are listening. Yeah. Oh, man, you could learn so much from this show. 
you want to talk a little bit about, I don't, I don't want to personally, I don't want to go into super detail about the Apple stuff, but there's some interesting, what stands out to you? The thing that really stands out to me, well, the, the super positive thing that I got out of this is that as somebody who's feeling more and more lapses in my confidence about the stuff that's made Apple Apple over the mm-hmm. years, it's nice to see that they really, they seem to, at least in the announcements, seem to genuinely care about making their stuff good. Yeah. And I really admire, again, this is an announcement, you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's such stuff out, some stuff out, some not out, but you know, at least in terms of the approach of it, mm-hmm. much more respectful of understanding how important developers and their apps are to Apple. And, you know, could be lip service, maybe not, but it really felt like if nothing else, you walk away from this knowing that it means a lot to them to give good tools to their developers. Yeah. And there's a part of me that thinks that a lot of this may have something to do with Android. I mean, you look at the features that they got out of Why Android. Isn't, you know, I mean, yes, I totally agree with you. And, and it's like, I've mentioned this to people and it's almost like the idea that Android could innovate and have something cool. It's almost like offensive to yeah. to the people who are super deep in in the pro Apple community. You know, it's almost like the idea that Android could have come up with something, and it's not so much. I feel like, and not to interrupt what you were saying, but you know, I spent two weeks on an Android device because I wanted to see what that was like. You know, so I could talk about it more intelligently. It's one thing to just say, "Ah, Android sucks" or "Android's great." I, I wanted to really spend the time with it, mm-hmm. so I, I I I got one of the more popular uh, Android devices, the HTC One, the M8, and you know, had it. Uh, you know, set up with the latest, greatest developer version of it. So you get that like unlocked with developer, put the SIM card in and, and try that for two weeks. I like iOS better. I like Apple better. I like the hardware. I like the OS better for me. That's what I like better. But there were some things over there that I thought were great. Now we've, we're going to have them. We have them in iOS 8. Mm-hmm. All, pretty much everything that was on my short list and Andy's short list is much longer than mine. And he was saying in the keynote, he's like, great, you know, the, everything that I've been wanting in iOS and, and from Android is there, you know, but is this a response to Android or is it? Well, I, I guess <clears throat> I didn't mean it in quite that point of a way. I, I mean, although what your point is, is well taken. I, I think that what can, what has been frustrating with Apple is that so much of their success has come out of the stage management of what you know about what they're doing, what they're deciding to do and being kind of tight lipped about you know, not doing big announcements unless the product's definitely going to come out and all that kind of stuff. But after a while, it really starts to feel opaque. People file bugs and nothing happens. Right. People have people like me have devices that just suddenly don't work for mm-hmm. some reason and we're not sure why. And <clears throat> and I guess it just felt like there's a lot of stuff that they did that's pointing in the right direction of saying that it's not as closed of an operation as you might guess it is. Or it's not anymore. Well, or, or that, you know, or yeah. it shows that they are listening behind the scenes and yeah. they're, they're the, the channel from them to us is opening a little bit yeah yeah totally and i mean even down to stuff like i don't know i guess it's just it's nice to be reminded in in practical real world results that they really do care about making something that's really good yeah and i uh, i met uh an employee at a party and i heard where he worked and of course <clears throat> it was germane to my uh apple tv woes oh. the guy could not have been nicer before i woke up the next morning he had emailed me with stuff ideas for fixing my problem based on like sending out an email to the team and asking them what to do. Wow. And he's followed up since then. And that's, I mean, that, of that's course, crazy. that makes me feel good because that shows that, I don't know, it just shows like a lot of effort and like people don't do that because they just, 
Maybe he does it because he has to, but I think he did it because he wanted to. No, he I did it because he, he cared. You he know wanted that. this stuff to work yeah. and for me to not, not be a tool about it. Yeah. And I was really impressed by that. And I felt a lot of that. The, the slightly, I don't want to say downer, but the thing where I want to keep my powder dry is seeing so much of this stuff is hanging on what happens with cloud stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I still kind of want to see how that turns out. Well, and you know, I, when when you watch the keynote, and I plan on watching it again on, on the flight back. It was but good. It was, it was really, really good. good. And this was my, this was the best keynote, I think, in many, many years, even including Steve Jobs' last few keynotes. I mean, this was like, the exciting Apple that we wanted to see for a long time. And, you know, when, when you watch the keynote, you can tell how excited they are. It's not that feign, uh, fake excitement. It's like they're legitimate, truly excited to be telling. And you can tell they've been wanting to talk about it. Right. And, and I've, I got excited about it. And when I was, you know, when I was tweeting about it and talking about how, you know, look, Maybe Dropbox really was a feature and not a business because now iCloud is working the way we want Dropbox to work. Mm-hmm. It's a file system. We can put our files in there and they just work. A lot of people responded to my tweet about that and they're like, well, let's see if it actually does work that way. Because historically, Apple hasn't had a great track record of the cloud stuff, you know, yeah. whereas Google has a better track record. Dropbox has a, a really good track record. Can Apple do that? Why can't Apple do that? We, I expect them to be able to. And I'm I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to trust them with this. And, and let's let's see if they if they can do it. I think they'll be able to. I don't to. have any choice but to trust them because that's the only stuff I use. Would you <clears> st- I know you're a big Dropboxer. Yeah, I am. But I mean, but, you know, this is this is the one thing, though, is, you know, and I don't mean to be the turd in the punch bowl here. You know, but my, my one like karma suck thing about this is it, it is always funny to me, though, when people, even people I like and admire are so critical when other companies announce things they have no business announcing with total confidence. Mm-hmm. People, they just collapse on these companies. Oh, my gosh. Samsung's going to. Uh, mm-hmm. And they get, these guys are all losers because they're making these announcements about stuff they're not great at. Usually things like design and hardware. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but everybody, it, it was such a great keynote and so exciting that I think if you weren't watching and listening and thinking very carefully, you, you have a lot of this is stuff that is new for Apple, which yeah. is exciting. Yeah. But their track record on this has not been there yet. I don't have any reason to believe it won't be great, except in as much as it hasn't been great up yeah. till now. Right. So I hope that execution is going to be as great as what we imagine it is. Uh, but think about, the solve, new, think about the new users. Think about people who have you know maybe don't use dropbox or haven't tried dropbox or or are using it but don't have any particular attachment to it and you know what they get a new mac or they get a mac they get ios and they said this cloud thing from apple just seems to just work and i see it on all my devices they're not going to install third-party software they're not going to pay extra if they already have iCloud they're not mm-hmm. going to pay extra to Dropbox as a company I'm not saying this is going to close down Dropbox because Dropbox gives you things like integration across multiple platforms if you use Mac and Linux and PC and Android and iPhone and you know blah 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 Dropbox will work across all of those things and of course iCloud is in the Apple ecosystem there are people who will reject it for that reason right. but like I always go back to my mom like she has an iPhone and a Mac and if there's something there She'll just use that. She's not going to go and seek out an alternative solution the way that geeks like us are going to say, well, I want Dropbox because it connects with my Linux machine. You know, th- she's not going to do that. Right. Well, she's not running Linux as much anymore. Not as much. But one, one place where this all comes together that can be very exciting 
uh, if it's done well, I think the Venn diagram gets super exciting around the photos. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So, so you, much with photos. Because, see, that's a point of pain for so many people. It has been for so long. And it's even a point of pain, I think, or should be a point of pain for people who are new to this. And, and I'll say this. If your first-run experience with an iPhone is you turn it on, you get an account, you log in, and you can instantly have your photos go somewhere sensible where you can view them and do stuff with them. I think this has been, honestly... I'm not the first person to say this. I think it's been a, a huge missing piece for a mm. while. Is what do you do with all these photos? I'm constantly running out of space yeah. on devices. Oh, yeah. And then I go in there and see I have, you know, so many gigs of photos, especially yeah. with the burst mode thing going on. Oh, forget it. Yeah. If you have a kid, uh, burst mode is both your best friend and yeah. your worst nightmare. So, as I mean, far I think that's the thing to watch. This is kind of boring tech stuff. But, like, I, that to me, like, that's going to be the place to watch. If they, if that, turns out well and then they execute well on that then looking at stuff like i mean is it just me or did they slide something in the side door with like going in and seeing these folders for different apps mm-hmm. that's real different mm-hmm. than what we've seen in the past yeah because i think if you sit most people down in front of an app whether that's you know solver on your mac mm-hmm. or pdf pen on your ipad like no matter how great the app is if they go in there and see this thing called iCloud and there's nothing in there, I think it's confusing. Mm-hmm. Like, what is I, where is that? Yeah, what does that mean? I think even for people who, who kind of know what that is, it's still confusing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think the photo thing is, is, is really neat because, like I said, the confluence, the Venn diagram of that is interesting because it shows they, they're interested in, if they execute this well, they're interested in showing that, you know, you don't have to worry about where that stuff goes. Mm-hmm. We will take care of that. You can enjoy this. It will be a usable experience and it'll demonstrate what they what how they decide to handle a massive amount of data yeah and that's that's huge if people really it's almost like back in the old days uh you know you'd call up your aol uh provider and uh and and like you get a busy signal and like you couldn't be on the internet because uh, someone else was using it uh in your town you know there were only a hundred dial-up lines and you were one out 101 and you couldn't get online like it you know is it is it a thing where what's going to happen if it really is popular and everybody starts really, really using this system? Look at what, you know, and you'd say, well, Apple's got that all figured out. Well, what happened when the iPhone came out and everyone all of a sudden switched to AT&T to use it and everybody's experience using their iPhones on, you know, while well, they were walking so around sucks. There's so parts to every one of those things. I was talking to somebody last night at the Macworld party about this, how like Siri you think about how Siri is problematic sometimes. Mm-hmm. And there's like four or five different ways that Siri mm-hmm. can break, can not get you to where you thought you wanted to be. Maybe you didn't hit the button right or something. Right, but right. even at that, maybe it didn't understand you. If it did understand you, did it get up to the cloud? If it yeah. didn't get up to the cloud, <laughs> you know, and then if it did get up to the cloud, did you get the result that you expected? There's so many different, almost like business units involved. I don't think there's one office with people in it called Siri right. that does that. That touches so many parts. And that's yeah. the same thing here. This is really boring. Did you, did you have something else you want to tell me about? I could tell you about a little, there's a little uh, new little company that just launched up in uh, New York hmm. called Squarespace. 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 Yeah. And uh, what this does, this is an, a novel idea. And they let you make websites without having to write code to do it. Without having to be a designer, you can make something that's beautiful. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, you can go see it at squarespace.com. But uh, what they do is, let's say you, you want to you wanna just build, make a website that's pretty. You can do that. You want to blog? You can do that. You want to make a nice gallery? I say, why not? Have an image gallery? Sure. They let you do that. You want to sell something? Let you do that too. All of these things are built in. It starts with the uh, with our code at like eight bucks a month, and if you sign up for a year, you get a free domain name, which is something they use on the internet. Hmm. And uh, it's simple and easy. Beautiful designs. All these designs are responsive, which means they're going to look beautiful on your iOS device. They're going to look beautiful on uh, your Nexus Seven. They're going to look great on your computer. 
in pretty much every single browser out there. And what's nice about this is when you're building these things, it's all drag and drop content. You just you just drag around and design the site with these visual editors. And when you want to type something, you just start typing. You can even set your preference to be like Markdown as the default so that you can type in Markdown in every post that you make. It's really, really, really genius. 24-7 support through live chat and email. They are located in New York City. And, uh, and, and even the commerce stuff built in now. Coming out with new templates, you can change your design anytime that you feel like it. And if you use our code, the code is it's your show mm-hmm. all together. It's your show. Go to squarespace.com slash back to work. And I want to remind people of something. Periodically, I like to make sure you remember this. Even if you're the biggest nerd in the world and, and you roll your own uh, Jekyll from Kernel Source, <laughs> even if you're doing that, yeah. just, just remember there are still people out there that don't know how to do that stuff. Right. And I'm telling you, Dan and I put a clock on it from loading up the website to oh, having yeah. a site running with a domain name. It could happen. I can't can't guarantee this, but that could be happening in like under 10 minutes. Yeah, that's nuts. And so just remember, when you're if, whether it's for your church group or your friend's bakery, or whatever. Remember, they don't, they don't have Jekyll kernels. They're going to need your help. Mm-hmm. And you point them at this thing, it's going to be so easy for them to use. Even if this, I hope this is for you, but if it's not, please use your expertise to show them how easy it is to set them up with this. It's right a great on. deal. Right on. So go to squarespace.com slash back to work the code. It's your show. That will make it eight bucks a month. That's a 10% off deal. So if you want to go for one of their fat plans, it's still 10% off. So go check it Excuse out. Excuse me, what'd you call me? Nothing. Mm. Nothing. Squarespace.com slash back to work code. It's your show. Thanks very much to Squarespace for making this show possible. A little commotion out there. I got a new, I got a notebook. What do you got? I was on. Uh, if I get a mm-hmm. notebook like that, will I be able to write like you? Yes. Okay. You mean not at all? <laughs> <laughs> you, write, you write a lot. Yeah, you could be a former writer just like me. Uh, I like the little blue ribbon. So, so look at this. This is, uh, I was on a podcast. Uh, my friend uh, Ross Float has this company in Australia oh, and they make their own like notebooks. This. Isn't that cool? That is nice. It's got wireframe thingies and, and grids Ooh, in it. Isn't that a nice I notebook? I do like a grid. Yeah. That's also a way of me plugging an appearance on his show. Uh, what was the show? Uh, it's called The Nudge. Uh, or Nudge. New, it's called The Nudge. As I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in show notes, but it was really good. We talked about self-doubt. We talked about uh, management and leadership. We talked about uh, sitting in a hole and crying, finding the right <laughs> hole for you, Ooh. deciding when to cry, knowing when to come out, and knowing when to stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's really good, but this is a nice... I don't know if you guys can see this, but... It's a really nice oh, notebook. yeah, look at that. It's got a blue... Oh, hold on, let me get camera two on. Can you put camera two camera on two, Camera two, camera two. Go for camera two. <laughs> I can like I that a, you look at the screen do- just to make sure that I don't have a camera. Can we get a dolly pan, 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 pan crane? <laughs> dolly pan crane. That's a very popular item at the Newey yeah. Bakery. Ooh, Newey. Mm, Newey. Uh, do you have Pinkberry mm, here in this city? So I'm trying to, trying to get hooked up with that. No, I don't think we do. That's like a slushy, right? No, that's a little... It's got the little... Uh, is, is, is it like, I can't, I can't believe this is totally yogurt kind of thing. <laughs> Dan's looking yeah. at his iPad. I don't know what he's doing. I just look, I'm looking up something okay. to show you. To see I if you... don't know. I've heard of Pinkberry. Uh, I don't know if we have that here. We have uh, other slushies you can get. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any other questions? No, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty weird town, but at least now the trains are on again. Uh, we ask people, I don't know. If Isn't this that is weird good... that there's people who could just, if they don't show up to work, millions of people can't go to work. Isn't that crazy, the power that they wield? 
I know there's power in a union. I am not here to bust a union. Believe yeah. me, I'm not. No. They're making thirty two fifty an hour plus benefits, and they're mad because they have to pay their own pension. That's a lot of money to make. <laughs> they make a hundred grand a year. It's pretty good. But anyway, no, it's it's a thankless job. But you know, they're they're perfect for that. So, um, anyway, uh, how much time we got? As much as you want. Mm, we got probably fifteen twenty, right? Yeah, whatever you want to do. Let's do a lightning round. It's your show. Mm. Whatever you feel like, mm. I don't care. We're here, are we, and after this, we're going to queue up uh, the Aviator and watch that. Mm. A lot of people's lives have been changed because of that, and I'll see periodically at least a couple people every week. Yeah. You know, there's a person born every week who hasn't seen the Aviator. <laughs> Did you know that? Way the future. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> okay. And they so the, people will say, "I'm going to watch the film," and I always get a little nervous. Oh, because you're wondering how will it turn out? Yeah, because it, the way somebody that we the other day, like somebody who's like a friend of the show, yeah, had never seen. I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, I know who you mean, but I forget uh, it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had never seen it. Was going to go watch. Oh, was it um, the guy with the hat? Dean, was it Dean? Was it uh, Dean? Dean Arcoons. <laughs> and rule <laughs> yeah thrillers thrillers no it's dean from dead milkman oh yeah he's from philadelphia yeah he is yeah hi dean if you're listening and anyway he had not seen the film and i'm always a little worried because like yes. if you just watch it as a first first sitting a first viewing it's all right it's like the lebowski yeah you, you know gotta i mean get into you've got to see it the first the first five or six times it might not take and yeah. then it'll annoy you until the 12th to 15th viewing. <clears throat> After that, you'll just be numb until 27. Mm-hmm. But then somewhere between, 20, between 28 <laughs> and the 105th viewing, something special might happen. Yeah. And uh, a guy, Am I wrong? No. You're not, you're, <laughs> you're not wrong. Really. You're not wrong. Uh, there was a guy who came here, and uh, he was here with his, uh, with his wife at the party. Mm-hmm. And he was t- saying how this show had really helped him, and uh, he had called, he had listened to the show, and it inspired him. And he called in to quit, and said on uh, the quit show that he, you know, he he was he had just quit his job because of this show. Like it inspired the man with him. The accent uh, and the sideburns was that him? I don't know if that was him or not. But there's mm-hmm. this is the common story. Not apparently. many people were there with a partner. Yeah, no, <laughs> except for the visiting couple. Yeah, yeah. But uh, his, his, you know, and he made a joke and he said, oh, you know, um, you know, I said, he said, I had a lot of support from my, uh, my special lady. I said, is she your special lady or is she your lady friend? And he looked over at her and she kind of, you know, gave him the eye. Oh, no. And he's like, uh, I, I say special lady. And I said, do, oh, do you know what that's from? And he said, there's a lot of jokes in Back to Work that go kind of over my head. I'm not sure what the origin of that one is. I said, well, have you seen The Big Lebowski? And he said, yes, I have. Mm-hmm. And happens, have you seen it enough? Yeah, have you seen it enough? And he says, well, probably not. And so I explained the distinction between special lady and lady friend. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, then she's definitely my, my special lady. So I think I brought them. To, you know, it's a show about helping people. Yes, it's about building community. <laughs> Don't be <laughs> fatuous, Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is, but I think this is fun. And I yes. think, uh, I think, you know, that, 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 uh, WWDC is also about, you know, bringing people together, making well, uh, them, making know, them more friendly. Th- this is an audience that is predisposed toward being excited about lots of stuff like announcements, suggestions, um, people who are excited, mm. uh, uh, predisposed toward being excited about the announcements and what's going on. But Dan's laughing at suggestions. <laughs> These are good. Uh, but I just want to say that, like, I think it's a little, it's a little different, a little special this year, and uh, and I'm excited about that. So what I've done is I've handed Dan, lightning round. I see what you're ding, talking ding, about. Ding. I handed yeah. Dan my textmate document. What the what? I'm launching things here. My textmate document with suggestions from people. 
Uh, we asked people if they wanted had questions or topics to talk about. We could do a lightning round. We could be super quick and dismissive. I, hold on, I just got an email from my kid's school, <laughs> and in the, in the email, <laughs> oh no, I know what that means. They're saying no, it's not that. <laughs> Thank, thank God it's not that. Uh, the, the email is telling me that I should go to the blog and read the blog this week. Oh, nice. And there's no link to the blog in the email, by the way. Mm. Was that on a large distribution list? To- yes, yes, with everyone's email right in the two field. I almost said something. It was the last day of school. And I thought, I don't, I thought, see, I thought I would leave it as a nice, like a note. And just say, thank you for basically for taking care of my child every day. But, you know, for next year, yeah, just a thought. Yeah. Did three, you do, but you didn't do three it. Three letters. B, C, C. Oh, I love the BCC. But you don't want to say that. You want to be, yeah, you want to be remembered on the last day as the guy who yeah. chided the teacher. All right. Did you want the first one there? Yeah, you let's like take one? the first one. Take from, the last uh, one first. We, and then, yeah. yeah Joel Hausman says, can we get a comparison of average hotel room cleanliness vis-a-vis Austin versus San Francisco? Hmm. Now, have you stayed in Austin hotels I've enough? I've never stayed in an Austin hotel, to my knowledge. You want to compare it to your home? I, I could compare it to my home. Uh, I mean, there are things that, that uh, somebody tweeted to me uh, about, about the hotel, and he said, he said uh, I will tell you all of the things in a hotel that are clean. Mm. He said, the, the sheets, the pillowcases, the towels, and nothing else. That's what he said. And I said, what about the robes hanging? So then anything that involves housekeeping, doing something, don't trust it. Like, like cleaning something. Like, yeah, he may have said, you know, countertops or something like that. Uh, so what I do is uh, because I don't, uh, there were so multiple people tweeted to me pictures of their remote controls in a Ziploc bag mm-hmm. that they had brought Ziploc bags from because of the show. They thought ahead. They thought ahead and brought Ziploc bags and put. Their remotes in the Ziploc bags, and they're using them through the Ziploc bags. Mm. And I had told you that I was using uh, sweet and low packets as paddles in the in the airport restaurant. For those of you who have not seen the film, that means that Dan, <laughs> like a total kook, took some sweet and low packets and used it to handle. Now I can't even believe you would eat that ketchup. To tell you the truth, uh, the ketchup that's not sealed. It's not sealed. It's probably not refrigerated ever. Oh God, no! And it's refilled from a community vat of. <laughs> I'm aware of that. Oh, you know, anything. But I feel like my digestive system is, uh, you know, strong like ox. Yeah. (laughs) So I want, you know, I'm okay with that. But it's, you know, so I use the sweet and low as paddles. And then I have a third paddle that I use to open and close the lid of of the thing Mm. and squeeze that out. That's courageous, though, because even that sweet and low has been sitting on the table. You know, kids have probably been putting that in their mouth while they're waiting for their food to arrive. I I don't care. Okay. I think it's difficult. I'm going to jump in here. I think it's difficult to make it a regional thing because it does vary a lot in ways you could never expect. Some of the most disgusting hotel stays I've ever had were at nominally, theoretically, nice hotels. Oh, in other words, a four or five star hotel that has a good reputation and you go there and something gross has happened. One time we stayed at a place in Boston and we got there very late and we're super tired. We're going to bed and I don't know what caused us to do this, but my wife had reason to look under the bed no. and there was a filthy pair of lady scuffs under the bed. No. Yeah. So they probably just missed that. But now your mind starts going places. Think of scuffs. Ugh. Scuffs. There was a time, I think I even told you this. Um, the last time that, that I stayed in a hotel and I forget which hotel it was. Uh, I, I was going back up to my room midday mm-hmm. and the uh, housekeeping, the woman in housekeeping did I tell you this? No. She was laying on the floor 
rest, just resting by my by my bed between the bed and the mirror, just resting on the floor. She had an event. She was just relaxing, talking on the phone uh, with it plugged in, charging up. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And and I came in and she like panicked. There was clear panic, and she you know stood up and apologized and like ran out of the room really quickly. You steal her phone? No, she she took it with her. Good for her. So that happened. Um, What's this next one? Some Liz. of these are serious. Some Liz of these are says, good. how do you stop getting, can I read this? Yeah, yeah, by all means. How do you stop getting bogged down in, uh, in unimportant yet achievable things and create time to actually plot bigger schemes? That's mm-hmm. a good question. She's talking about being in the weeds, yeah. right? She's talking about being in the weeds and not being able to get to take a step back and actually figure out what's important. And, and I'll tell you what, I, I, I mean, this is a question for you clearly, but I can say I have figured out so much about my business by being away from it and here, even as crazy and busy and everything as, as this week has been, I've gotten a different perspective on things. And I feel like even though I'm exhausted now, like I feel energized to go back and, and start m- making these changes by like taking a, being t- away from it. Right. Yeah, I, I, as usual, I'll, I'll try and clarify the question more than salt, than answer it. But I think I think there's a talk I'm preparing to do right now that has me thinking about this topic a lot, uh, and and thinking about how there's this weird state of mind that you get into that I think is uh, pretty symptomatic of people who have a weird relationship with things like email, email for you know basically any inbox, but particularly email, where you might start to think like you you get kind of you get kind of flustered and thinking like. I can't get away from this because there could be something waiting in there for me. I don't want to think about it, but I know I should think about it. What are you doing? Because this is her problem. Her big problem. Oh, Dan is indicating across the room. Um, but I think the thing is, there's a, there's a weird state we all suffer from where like, you're going like, I, I hate the fact that I'm thinking about what's waiting there for me. Yeah. And uh, it's not like, and it's not like sitting in there all day is going to make that better. And so you end up feeling kind of distracted by that. But I think, I think that leads, not necessarily, but naturally to a second deeper problem, which is you start out feeling so overwhelmed where you're like, you wake up feeling stressed and saying, I can't take one more thing today. And you spend the whole day dreading that one more thing coming along. But then, so you start out already feeling kind of, kind of overwhelmed. And then it, it, the, the thing is though, there will always be other stuff to overwhelm you is the trouble, is the troubling part. And it's, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's this funny state where we end up giving short shrift to so much stuff, regardless of how high value or how high priority mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. We end up having to do that because we have to serve this master, which is the fear that we have about the stuff that we don't know about yet, or the guilt and anxiety we feel about the stuff we're not dealing with. And so specifically here, um, unimportant yet achievable things. I think yeah. unimportant yet, yet achievable things can be good because they give you a little, they can be good because they give you uh, some momentum. So, I mean, I, I do. I, I have done stuff in the past, and I still kind of do this. I do this kind of right now with with chores at home, where I have like a, a list, like a little little stack of things I do every morning, and it's a it's almost like a little ritual. It's dumb stuff, like take out the recycling. Is there toilet paper? If there's not toilet paper, put up new toilet paper. Pick up things that are on the floor, and if you like, actually write that on a list and systematize that. I think that is a good way to help. It's almost meditative. Like if you do those things, if you walk around and you clean your workspace like on this certain day every mm-hmm. week, I think that stuff is not bad. I think that stuff is not bad if you've made a deal with yourself that you're going to do that and that's okay. I think where that becomes not okay and where that starts to feel like procrastination is if you're exclusively 
seeking out comforting, achievable things uh, at the expense of dealing with the other things. And I think that's a habit. Mm-hmm. And and that's not particularly profound, but that's if you don't break that habit or find a way to at least become aware of that habit, it gets worse and worse and worse. So the only thing I can really think of is to, I mean, my, my advice five years ago would have been to do less stuff. Or my advice five years ago would have been to, uh, you know, take on fewer things and manage expectations. I still think that's a good idea, but I more and more believe that it's really not about the world. It's about you. And so the thing is, you'll never be able to manage those expectations well if you're still feeling overwhelmed all the time about what you're doing. And do the little things ever go away? The right. little tasks that you have, they don't go away. They don't. And, they, and, and, and like, it's not about like your specific job either. It's not like, well, if I'm, you know, when I move into this other role, it'll get easier. Suddenly get easier. No. Well, and it's also um, the one tip, I guess, or productivity angle is that if there is something really big, think about the way you phrase that. Let's read that. And I don't mean to you know, overly parse this, but create time to actually plot bigger schemes. Uh, well, the problem in some ways, again, sorry to be semantic, but, you know, part of the problem is that you can't, do that bigger scheme. You can't even plot that bigger scheme because it's still big. Uh-huh. Make the thing less big. And so that could be something like <laughs> giving yourself uh, half an hour to brainstorm about things or giving yourself one super dumb task like finding a phone number to call somebody. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of stuff can help a lot. And, and But really seriously give yourself a break. Like stop thinking that you have to do 50 big things and remember that you can always just do one small thing to keep it in motion. Yeah, I think that it's... But it, it is really, the, you know, the words bogged down. Mm-hmm. That's how it really does feel. You really feel like, I know I can get these things done, but there's so many. And if I walk away from them or if I don't do them because I'm focusing on this bigger thing. You know, I was talking to uh, somebody last night. I was having dinner and there's a, I, I have a project that I've been working on and I've been trying to fit that in and it's a big project and it's something that i feel is like important to the future of the business that we as podcasters are in and Mm -hmm. and it's and i've been working on it for a long time and i was talking to him about it and i'm like you know should i just should i be hot you know hiring people to do this should i you know spend money to get it done or should i keep building it myself because like i'm a developer in that i can write code and i write code pretty well and i know exactly how this thing needs to work or do i spend time like outsourcing this as a project and bringing in other folks to do it do i just build it myself because i know it and then let other people iterate on that and grow it and this is a guy who has created some really really big publishing platforms that every single person in this audience has visited or used um and his advice was like, yeah, just finish it. Just keep making it yourself. Do it yourself. And I'm like, but I'm running like two other businesses. How do I do that? You know, I can't just say, okay, I'm going to go build this and be heads down for a month. I can't. Um, because even though I've put really great people in place in those other businesses, I'm, I still need to be involved. And it's not that I think I still need to be involved. It's that I, I know I still need to be involved. But how do I find the time to also work on that other thing that I think is important and that is time sensitive? And mm-hmm. that's kind of a bigger version of of Liz's question, I think, in a way, because there are these things that I know that I need to do every day and they are achievable and I have to do them or else these other things won't happen. But I also have this other thing. It's like it, it, this mm-hmm. is the whole side business issue that we've talked about before. Like, is it possible to, to have a side project and give it the right time? 
And it's it's really frustrating. And I don't want people to think that it ever gets easier because I don't know well, that it ever gets easier. Does it is, get easier, Merlin? I don't think so. But this is why I say that it's it's a it's a it's a thinking question. It's a thinking problem, or it's a framing problem. I mean, you know, it's. I'm trying to think of something an example that's not just too fast on stupid. But I mean, it's 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 sort of like getting mad about rain. Like there's always going to be rain. You can take precautions to not get rained on. But you're never going to at the if you're stressed about like whether it's going to rain, yeah. that's, that's not a great project to get super excited about. Um, I think, how can I put this? So there's some stuff we talk about in the productivity junk where we end up talking about things like breaking things into smaller steps, being reasonable about your expectations of what you're going to do yourself with yourself, and like I, I think that that stuff can start to sound a little hackneyed after a while. Yeah. But think about looking at it from another perspective. Which is what if you what if instead you took two steps back and looked at how you conduct your day? I wonder how much of every day consists of us doing the thing that we understand that we can do right now. And and to be honest, a lot of the little stuff in which we get bogged down is little stuff that we understand when we procrastinate and we do stuff like look at websites or play video games or do anything. Those are all little things we don't understand. I wonder if like one change in approach, whether that's talking about your career writ large or making a content management system is instead to think about is, am I looking at this wrong? Like maybe it is just a question of breaking into smaller pieces. I think it's not though. I think there's something telling you that you, you haven't figured out what would make this easy to work on right now. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're procrastinating and feeling guilty about stuff that you're not doing, that's going to become a hundred times worse. I'm, I'm not putting this really well, but I guess I feel like there's, there are, there are, I'm starting to feel or realize that there are not that many problems that get fixed until you look at them for what they actually are rather than what you're accustomed to seeing them as. Like mm-hmm. if you think about how to change the furniture around in a room, you got to think more broadly than mm-hmm. just like how it is right now, whatever it is that you want to do. So I guess I feel like, you know, when you find yourself sharpening pencils or looking at Facebook, that might be because there's some part of your brain that needs to fall into something that you understand. Yeah. So what's like a relatively small step, perhaps a courageous small step, it would let you take that big thing and turn it into a small thing you can understand better because everything seems huge and undoable until you get it to that stage. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a, a clear or better way to put that. Well, it's, it's really, you know, it, that's one of those questions that is very deceptively complicated. It's, it's not a simple thing. And I think everybody struggles with, with this and it's, it comes down to time though. Like it's always about time. Like I was just thinking about it. Like, t- like right now it's, you know, it's 1130. Oh, and like this morning has been crazy already. And it feels at the same time, like, I can't believe it's 1130 already. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, like it feels like it's been all day and our perception of time is so weird. And like, I always, I, I feel like I am super busy all day, every day from I, I, the minute that I start, that I wake up really, mm-hmm. the two kids are already, you know, going crazy doing stuff. And then there's that big, you know, rush to get to, to, to school on time. And then you go into to the office and there's people there who immediately have questions for you right. and there's emails waiting and there's calls scheduled and there's shows scheduled and there, you know, so many things that like, like the density of the day and what's happening in the day. And, you know, one of the things that's a struggle for me is, you know, is, is the amount of, especially when you're trying to build something, the interruptions that happen in a day, just from things like I am or email or mm-hmm. phone calls or somebody who 
is literally at a stopping point and can't do their job until they get an okay from you or a question asked from you because, you know, you, you, you have the final say a lot of the time you do, you know, if, even if you're just, a you know, writing a, a bit of code and you need to make sure that this thing that's going to talk to the API and that thing is right. And that person is on a call and like they can't, I am or email or respond. And you literally just need the word yes from them to be able to commit your code. You know, like it doesn't matter what level you're at in the business. There's always, unless you're operating completely in a silo, unless you're at home by yourself in your sweatpants, writing code, and and it doesn't and, and what you need doesn't involve anybody else. Well, guess what? What if your internet goes out and you can't look up the doc the API docs anymore? There's still a problem, you know. And it's like those kinds of interruptions that we had the internet go out a, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was like, what do we do? <laughs> really, like as a company, we rely on this thing so much that you take it for granted. And it comes down to that, like the, the, the time in a day and other people's time and the meeting a commingling of things. It's it, that to me, it just gets more and, and more difficult all it's, the time. And really, time is it, flying by. It's, it is, it is impossible and it is bottomless. It is endless, but bottomless, maybe yeah. here's an exercise is to think about, I mean, you know, is there any stuff that you do right now, whether it's productive or not, are there things that you do in your life that you don't have that much trouble staying focused on? And what is it about those kinds of things? Or have there been times in your life when you felt particularly like productive or particularly like on your game or, or whatever? And I, you know, I think it's important to start by saying like, is there anything you've ever been able to focus on? And for a lot of us, you know, maybe it's worth looking at whether you ever really have focused that much on anything for that long. Cause if you don't, if you never have, you don't have that muscle. So it shouldn't be surprising that that muscle is weak mm-hmm. if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, if there is stuff that you've gotten focused about, ask yourself what there was about it. <clears throat> For some of us, it's the uh, pressing deadline gave you focus. For other people, it was like some kind of an emotion about getting it done. Yeah, I don't think there's that many people that are able to just sit and calmly ignore distractions in order to work on one thing that they think is important. But we look at that, and that seems like the thing we're supposed to be able to do, when really those people are like athletes. They've spent years getting to that point. So and, uh, I don't know if that's useful, but I think starting by looking at, like, what is the hang-up now? Like, where is it? I'll leave you with one thing here. That where you don't want to be is that all you think about is how you're not doing stuff. That's where you don't want to be. It's like a downer. you got to get out of that somehow or other. And that's why I keep coming back to this idea of, of looking at how you frame things, how you think about things, how you look at things. No matter how smart you are, there's probably some way that you could choose to look at this from a different angle. And if you don't have the, the egotism or the overconfidence about that, that's actually how people solve problems. People solve problems by learning to look at it in a way they didn't look at it before. And once you have figured out what that thing is, even if you don't care of the world for that thing, even if you care just 5% more about that one thing than other things, it'll be a little easier to avoid the rubble. Yeah. We need to go soon, don't we? Yeah, I mean, it's your show. You know, mm. whatever you want. I don't care. We should go. I think other people have to use the studio. Yeah. Anybody, any, any, anything interesting on Twitter? Anybody? Cool? Yeah, uh, there was one here. Hang on, let me. If you're typing, me. I figure you're mad about something. Uh, Brandon says there's Pinkberry on O'Farrell Street. Okay, thank you. Pinkberry on O'Farrell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the... If you're looking for a frozen treat, I can tell you of a place to meet. La, la, la. Pinkberry on O'Farrell Street. It's a place that I'd like to go, put a swirl in a bowl, get a girl on the roll. It's a place that I'll see you today.
It's not in Nui. All right, let's button this up. I love you, Murder Man. I love you too.